And if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Amen. So good to see the young disciples in front row here taking notes, pen and paper. Amen. Very good. <laughs> Amen. Come on, leading the way. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through to 35. And I want to preach a very simple message this morning entitled the mathematics, 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 mathematics <laughs> of forgiveness. And it's a story that uh, we find in Matthew chapter 18 verse 21 but as you're turning there a uh, news article was published recently and it reads this the explosion of a shell left from world war ii has killed one person and left two others in critical condition in the solomon islands police said the tragic incident involving four young people which happened on sunday at langakiki in central honiara the country's capital the group had built a wood fire to cook food for a fundraiser unaware watch this that buried directly beneath directly underneath was a 105 millimeter high explosive u.s projectile left over from the war this is back in 1942 and so here it is they they're building this wood fire and right there and then a young man dies from injuries sustained from the blast after being taken to hospital and two others remain in a critical condition and the other member of the group sustained minor and physical injuries. Pastor Dax sent me this message and I read that and I said, you know what, that's exactly what bitterness and unforgiveness will do. There in, uh, you know, your life, there was a time in your life where there was a war that took place and left a deadly bomb called bitterness in your life. The issue that you have with your dad that war that you had with your mother, that war that you had with your sister, your brother, your husband, or your wife still remains under the surface of your heart. You see, unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment is a bomb that will kill you and those around you. Can I say, can you get, say amen this morning? And there are people that will come up with many excuses. They'll come up with many things as to why they're bitter. They'll come up with many excuses as to why they should feel this, this particular way to a certain person. They'll come up with many excuses and say, Oh, Pastor, you have no idea of our culture. Where I'm from, we, we, don't, we don't just do it like this in the Western world. We, you, you have no idea where we come from. They, they'll use all kinds of excuses. I'm just Irish, eh? Yeah, mate. Got Irish Viking blood in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like that. That's why I'm so angry, eh? Yeah. <laughs> they use all kinds of excuses. Come on now. You're, you're not like that. You're not where you come from. You're not like that because of your whatever. You're a sinner. Hey. Like every one of us in this room, myself included, we're all sinners. And we will respond in certain ways that is not godly. Amen. In our text, we find a very, very familiar portion of scripture. Verse 21, watch this. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Well, he's, he's, he's got something on his shoulder. Up to seven times? <laughs> Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. You do the maths, 490. Thank you, Google. 
verse 23. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. All right, there's this one guy, there's a king and there's one guy who owes him money. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold, him and his wife, his children, all that he had, and that payment be made. Verse 26, the servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. I want to preach a message, the mathematics of forgiveness. And the story will continue on later down and throughout the message. But number one, if you're making note, how many times? How many times am I going to forgive? Mm. How many times am I going to forgive you? You do this all the time to me. I've said this how many times again? You do it over and over. <laughs> Come on now. Number one, how many times? We say it all the time. You offend me, I'll, I'll never do this again. Oh, look, you know what? But then they offend you over and over again. Our text reads that Peter came to Jesus. He came with something in his heart. Said, Lord, should I forgive him six times? You know, because he's keeping count here. You know, one time, two times. Well, let's come up to six, Lord. What do you reckon? Should we cap it here? Should we make a law? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's make a law. By the time it's seven, Lord Jesus, let's go. You know what? Cut him off. <laughs> let's, let's do something. Why don't we do something, you know, evil against or What do we do? Is this the part here? Seven times? I love Peter because Peter brings the reality of human nature, sinful human nature, that we are so good at keeping count. Amen. We are so good at just keeping count. We remember the time. We remember the date. We remember what we had for dinner that day. We remember what we ate. You remember the song that was playing on the radio. It's like a movie on replay in your mind. It's surround sound. It's HD high def, man. You remember it. And it's like, oh, I remember the time when you did this to me. You, you said this and you did this. It's like, oh, well, I was like, man, how often are we going to do and go back to the same things over and over again? And that is exactly what Peter is saying. How many times, Lord, should it be a time where we come to a breaking point where we can say, oh, you know what? That's done. That's it. It's finished. That's it. I'm not going to forgive him anymore. Now, three weeks after her wedding day, Joanna called her pastor in hysterics. Pastor, she cried. John and I had our first fight. It was awful. What am I going to do? Calm down, Joanna, her pastor answered, <coughs> leaning back in his chair with phone in hand. This is this isn't bad as you think. Every marriage has to have its first fight. It's natural. I know, I know, Joanna said impatiently. But what am I going to do with the body? <laughs> How many know we, we were so good at keeping score? And we, when it comes down to forgive, we, we don't want to forgive them. It's like, man, they've hurt me so much, I want to kill you. Come on, as funny as that story is, many times people want to kill them. They lash out in anger. It's like, man, I wish I could do this to you. And they kill them spiritually. They kill them with their words, verbally. They even kill them with their emotions. We're good at keeping score. We're so good at counting the offense our sinful nature our response is to retaliate physically verbally and emotionally and what jesus say we must forgive them 70 times seven but you see there's a balance this morning to not just being a doormat 
There's a balance of not just being a punching bag and let you just let people abuse you. You just let people, you know what, physically and emotionally abuse you. Jesus actually said, you got to be wise as a serpent. You got to be gentle as a dove. You're going to have to learn to use wisdom and avoid certain situations. That when you forgive them, listen, you're not just a doormat where they just walk all over you now and they physically hurt you and they physically abuse you mentally, everything like that. Listen, you have wisdom that Jesus says, hey, you got to be wise like a serpent. Get out of there. Yeah, you got to get out. You know, David knew this. He even had to flee from Saul. He forgave him. He had, he had a right heart to say, you know what? You can do this to me, but I'm out of here, man. Some of you need to do that with your relationships. Listen, you shouldn't be with someone who's just physically trying to hurt and abuse you. Not only physically, but man, with their words, uh, with their, uh, you know what, with their actions. Manipulate and try and do certain things to get their way. Forgive them and now you must choose and use wisdom to remove yourself from the situation. Light and darkness do not mix. Yeah, you can be all Christian and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, you've got to use wisdom. Jesus said it himself. Get out of there. Flee. There's wolves that want to kill the lambs of God's people. Manipulate. They call it, uh, in the legal terms, there's a power imbalance. Where certain men and women would use a power imbalance to manipulate and get their own way. They'll use money. They'll use trickery and words and cunningness to try and get their way. It's a power imbalance. And there's certain people who would want to take advantage over others who are weaker. And you know what? The right thing to do, you forgive them. You move on. You love them and choose to forgive. But listen, you can't negotiate with people where they have this power imbalance and they just want to abuse you and take advantage of you. Love them. Forgive them and get out of there. So let's talk about forgive. Because Jesus used a, a story, what we call a parable, which is a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That there was a certain king that wanted to settle accounts with his servant. And this man couldn't pay a debt. And the king said, listen, you must be sold, your wife, your children, everything, so that way you can pay the debt. But listen to verse 26. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. I mean, this man, Jesus said, this man begins to cry out. This man begins to go and seek forgiveness. And he, what, what happens? He receives forgiveness. He, he receives this forgiveness. But you think the story ends there. You think, oh yeah, great story of forgiveness. Jesus goes even deeper with this story. Watch what happens. Verse 24. But then the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he had laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience with me. I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master, ah, uh -uh, trouble now, came and told the master all that he had done. Then the master, then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also, amen, right there, should you not also have compassion 
on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Verse 35, so my heavenly father also will do to each of you from his heart, does not forgive his brother his trespasses. What a message that Jesus gives. That he didn't just stop at, oh, yep, I'll forgive you, cool, go your way. Jesus knew the heart of man and be like, listen, you're going to have to forgive other people now. Just as I have forgiven you, you got to forgive someone. you gotta, you got to go and you know what? Hey, it doesn't just stop with you receiving Jesus in your life and Jesus forgives you. Praise God. Yes, hallelujah. New life in Christ. you got to go and forgive your dad. you got to go and forgive your mother. you got to go and forgive the person who has offended you, who has hurt you. you got to go and forgive them. Because the lesson is taught, if you don't forgive, the Father in heaven will not forgive you. Amen. We're so quick to be like, yeah, I'm forgiven. I'm, I'm done. I'm good. But, man, you still hold a deadly, fearful weapon that is able to kill yourself. A bomb that is hiding beneath the surface of your heart, ready to explode because you have not forgiven. And Jesus says you will not be forgiven. Listen to Mark chapter 11, verse 25. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. This is powerful and this is what you need to understand. You can't just simply come to church and hear preaching and, and teaching, but yet hold a grudge to someone out there. Oh man, I'll tell you what, we, we like to restrict it to certain cultures. It's just an African culture. It's just a PNG culture. It's just, oh, you know what, it's just where they came from. It's just how they worked. No, it's human nature. It's not a certain culture where, you know what, they did this to you, now you've got to do this to that. No, listen, the Bible teaches if you're not going to be, if you won't forgive, you won't be forgiven. This is the kingdom culture. Are you willing to lay down your culture for the kingdom? Come on, are you willing to lay down tradition? Are you willing to lay down what you grew up with in your mind and what your parents have taught and say, listen, I'm living according to the word of God. I remember, man, I had to make this real tough decision as a man. That you know what, man, man you know what, my culture ain't going to come in the, in the way of kingdom culture. I had this one thing, and I love my mom. <laughs> This one incident, it's like all of a sudden things coming against my family, my, my marriage. I, I make a decision. Mom, I'm a, I'm a born-again Christian now. I'm going to serve Jesus. And you want know Christ begins to restore through these decisions that you make in a stand in your walk with Christ and say, listen, I'm not going to follow tradition and what you guys are following. I'm following Jesus now. And it restored our relationship with Christ. This respect, newfound respect to his son. It says, you know what? Yes, God has called you. And I'm telling you what, man. We got young people here this morning. Don't be manipulated by the schemes of tradition and all these things. Listen, you've got to forgive. You've got to choose to let it go. You must choose to say, hey, I'm not going to allow this to affect my heart. If I'm going to hold this against them, I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to go and forgive them. I remember I got saved, and me and my brothers, man, I'll tell you what, we grew up in a home, and just, you know what, it's a sad situation, mom and dad fighting, and all that sort of stuff. And we got saved, and all of a sudden, my brother goes, man, I'm going to go see my dad. 
And those of you who don't know my story, I was adopted when I was probably around two, three years old. I still call my dad today. I love him to bits. There's a time where I, did, I really didn't love him at all. I didn't even like him one bit. I want to knock him out. Like seriously knock him out. In high school, I just want to beat him up big time. I got saved at high school and God was dealing with me about forgiving people. God was dealing with me. Hey, I forgave you all this stuff. It made me realize how much, uh, you know what, God would love me. That he, and I was like, man, what he did to me and what people did to you, I'm going to forgive. And I remember making the decision after church one day, me and my brother, older brother, driving down to his house, just to catch up with him, see how he's going. I sat down and we just told him straight, hey, listen, dad, I want to say we love you and we forgive you. Aussie guy, man, ball in his eyes, man. He's a big guy, six foot. Just balling his eyes man, over the you know kitchen table. I tell you what, man, God was like, you know, healing him, setting him free, and also setting me free. Yeah. And I was like, man, all this bitterness, all this anger I had stored up, man. One day I'm gonna, when I get old, I'm gonna, whoo, I get, <laughs> I get saved, and now all I want to do is just love the guy. I was like, yeah. man, I got saved. I said, like, you know what, man, I love you. I want, I want you to know the love of Jesus. I'm telling you, you know what? The world could be so changed. Your family could be radically transformed when you decide to forgive. Yes. Amen. You decide to choose to live according to a higher standard, not to a low standard. It's like, yeah, you did it to me. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> it's true. Forgive. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh man, that's, that's powerful. Jesus, they crucified him. They nailed his hands and his feet. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They mocked him. They spat on him. They did all these things to Jesus. And yet this man remains innocent in front of two guilty thieves up there. And yet Jesus cries out and he echoes these words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do that message wasn't just for the soldiers that message wasn't just for that day and age that message now echoes through generation and generation i forgive you you the one that ended up in sin you the one that received a molestation when you were little that you can receive god's forgiveness and now that you can go and forgive the person who hurt you come on this is kingdom here yes it's hard it's difficult but i'm telling you you will move out of her heart of love because Christ has forgiven you yes. father forgive them for they know not what they do you must forgive because you have been forgiven Ephesians 4 chapter 34 32 sorry it's God's will that we watch this be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgave you listen you're not a believer in Christ you're not a disciple if you can't forgive Jesus is saying you've got to forgive just as you've forgiven just as you've been forgiven forgive others Colossians 3 verse 13 bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against each other even as Christ forgave you so you must also do I close very quickly number three Simple thought, let it go. Yeah. 
I think it's time that, you know what, you experience true healing in your life. Just let it go. Give it to Jesus and let it go. There's a quote by Nelson Mandela. He said, resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. You hear that this morning? It's like drinking poison, then hoping it will kill your enemies. The reason why people end up being so distraught in their life and they end up being in depression is because they wanted, you know what, their life to affect other people, but really they're the ones that are dying. There's so many people, they find it so hard to forgive. One of the main reasons is weird, they love to be a victim. They love to be a victim. Oh, yeah, you know, they did this to me, so I'm, I'm going through this. It's like, there's hope for you. I mean, we were talking to a guy just on the street. Listen, you can be changed. Oh, yeah, but they done this to me. She did this to me. It's like, man, can't you see what Jesus can do in your life? But yet they're strung up by this offense. They're strung up by what happened in their past. But this is the truth here. People love to be a victim. They choose to rather be angry and be bitter than to let it go. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. A lot of families give place to the devil. A lot of individuals give place to the devil because of their anger. They now begin to rise up. Oh man, you did this to me now. I'm going to get you. There's a story. A guard dog destroys a teddy museum in England. <laughs> Quite funny. Barney, a Doberman, right, went berserk, shredding about a hundred of these cute teddy bears on display. Worst of all, Barney the dog destroyed Mabel. Oh, not Mabel. Mabel is Elvis Presley's teddy bear. <laughs> Man. Mabel belonged to an English aristocrat, Benjamin Slade, who paid, watch this, $75,000 for the bear at a Memphis auction. Then he loaned it to the teddy bear museum. He wasn't happy. <laughs> the dog's handler said he tried all that he can to try and grab this crazy dog. And he realized this dog went crazy because of jealousy. He said this, the dog's handler said, I was actually stroking Mabel. I was stroking Mabel, this is Elvis Presley's teddy bear, saying what a nice little teddy bear she was, and the dog went berserk. The handler spent several minutes chasing Barney the dog around before wrestling him to the ground. I read this story, I was like, man, what about you? <laughs> what about me? You know, what sends you on a rampage to now all of a sudden <laughs> terrorize everything in your house? What is going on? You did this hard as us. Ah! Ripping teddy bears everywhere. <laughs> well, listen, what gives you the excuse that releases the kind of anger and desire for your kind of revenge? But more importantly, whom do we damage when we lose control? Because you see, when we don't forgive, we're actually causing so much damage in our lives and in our families. Whom do you need to forgive? Because more likely than not, it's something more valuable than a teddy bear. You're ripping apart your marriage. You're ripping apart your life when you choose not to forgive. 
So how do you forgive? Amen. You forgive from your heart, not just from your mouth. It's very easy to say words. It's got to be done from your heart. Forgive as Christ forgives. Freely, immediately, finally. In other words, don't bring it up again and again and again. You can't hate them. I love what, you know, when we had our Bible study this morning, Alan said, you know what, you can't hate them if you pray for them. You pray for them, man. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Pray for them so they become a burden. I tell my daughters every morning after prayer, I say, you know, you pray for people. Pray for them by name because it becomes a burden on your heart to now bless them and ask God to begin to provide for them. Jesus taught and said 70 times 7 in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. In other words, it means there's no limits when it comes to forgiveness. There's a picture I want to show on, on the screen. Sorry, there's a picture there and on the slide. Of, um, and it's a picture that represents right here what forgiveness looks like. Now, on Christmas, a young boy and his brother... And friends went looking at Christmas lights when all of a sudden a drunk driver lost control of his vehicle and hit nine-year-old Josiah Sisson. Little Josiah lost his life. And his dad reached out to this driver right here in the black who came to church service and a photo of the driver weeping in the arms of Carl Sisson, Josiah's dad. Most of you don't know this, but Josiah's dad was a pastor just down here, down south side, when it happened. Pastor of Brown's Plains. And, uh, you know, rocked his world, rocked his family. But I say this, you know, it's easier said than done. But when it comes down to forgiving, the one who took life from you. Those of you who have kids, can you imagine someone going through that and now you have to deal with this thing in your life but yet with arms wide open cuddling the, the man who ran over his son forgiveness in action what about you this morning are you still trying to do the mathematics of forgiveness oh yeah you know you have no idea what he's done man you have no what he's she done this she did you look at that and you, I, I see Jesus. I look at that and I say, you know what, that's, that's Christ forgiving. Yeah. That what they did and then choose to forgive, that's only what Christ can do. But this morning I want to tell you, you know what, there comes a healing when you decide to let it go. Yeah. There comes a healing when you decide to release it to God and say, you know what, God, I forgive them. When you get forgiveness in your life, that Christ forgave you, you want to freely forgive them. And I'm telling you, you know what, I'm so tired of seeing Christians and everyone just like, oh, you know, rampage and kid murder. It's like, man, are we believers? Are we Christ-like? Are we disciples that choose to love? Because it's very easy for us to get in a, in a mindset and a frame of mind just simply to hold on and be bitter and angry. But will we choose to let it go? And forgive. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Simple message on forgiveness. I think it's time for some of you guys to get healed today. 
Healing begins at salvation. When you decide to give your life to Jesus, let him in your life to forgive you. If you find it hard to forgive, listen, you must find forgiveness first with Jesus Christ. It's very hard to forgive when you have not been forgiven. Let Jesus in your life, let him forgive you of all the wrongs that you've done and let him heal your life. Let him remove the balm of bitterness inside of your life. Let him remove that deadly force of weapon that you're holding on, ready to explode, the anger that's ready to explode. Let it go. Let Christ come in to remove that from your life. Stop doing the mathematics of, oh, yeah, you are, I got to do this. And he did it five, six times, 20 times a day. Listen, let it go. Give your life to Jesus. Let him forgive you. If that's you this morning, you know what? You, have, you haven't been forgiven of your sins, but you feel the love of God this morning. He loves you. He died on the cross for you. And He wants to forgive you this morning. He wants to heal your life, your soul. He wants to deliver you this morning from bitterness. He wants to heal your life. And He wants to give you a new life. He wants to give you a new heart. If that's you, you want to receive forgiveness from Jesus. God is speaking to people here this morning. I want you to do one simple thing. Just raise your hand with mine this morning and say, yes, that's me. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? You want forgiveness. You want Jesus to forgive your life. You find it very hard to forgive. But listen, to this morning, want you receive forgiveness from Jesus. Lift it up. You're here this morning. You're not right with God. Amen. I see that hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else you want to receive? Amen. I see that hand at the back. God bless you. Amen. I see these hands. Hands are going up. Anyone else you want to join his honest hearts? Yes. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? You're not saved. You're backslidden. You once had a walk with Christ. You once had a relationship with Jesus. But you've gone your way. If that's you, want you to raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I want to be forgiven. I want to join these honest people this morning. Lift it up. Lift it up. No one looking around. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Lift it up. God loves you. Jesus loves you this morning. He wants to set you free. He wants to forgive you and give you eternal life. Lift it up. No one looking around. Lift it up. Lift it up. God bless you. Amen. All these hands that were raised this morning. I want you to do one simple thing. Come out of your seat. Come. Come join me at this altar. Those of you who raised your hand, come. You know who you are. Why don't you come out of your seat? I'm going to pray a prayer of repentance here at this altar. Hallelujah. Amen. Come. For those of you at the back there, come. Come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe you didn't raise your hand. Come stand at the altar. Receive forgiveness of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say these words. Just say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I repent, I turn from my sins, and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins, wash me, cleanse me. I thank you that you died for me, and you rose again. Come into my heart. Be the Lord and the Savior of my life. And today, 
I receive forgiveness and I forgive those who have hurt me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands at this altar. Lift you up your hands. I'm just going to come and pray for you in the name of Jesus right now. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lord God, fill him with your spirit. Fill him with the touch of the Holy Ghost, Lord God. I pray, God, let there be an infilling, Lord God, right now over my sister. Oh, God, that you'd fill her with your spirit, Jesus. Lord, right now, God, touch from head to toe, God. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing, Lord God, right now I remove, God, the blood of Jesus Christ. Every foul, demonic, and oppressive spirit that's upon her mind and her shoulders. The blood of Jesus Christ sets her free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for this precious family. Thank you for this precious family, Lord. I pray, God, you'd indeed cause, Lord, resurrection power. Fill their life, Lord God. As they release, God, I pray that you'd loose your healing hand in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God, for my sister, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. I pray, God, that you'd help her, God, to be a testimony and a witness, God, for her family, Lord God, and for her friends. Lord God, help her, Lord God, to be ordered, Lord, according to your will and your word. Fill her with your spirit, Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, for a new creation that has been made. I thank you, Lord, that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I thank you for a wonderful work that you've done in our sister. I pray, God, that you'd help her, Lord. Fill her with your spirit. God, to be a testimony, God, a billboard for you, God, in this world. God, to go into the world, God, and to begin to minister to the friends and families. Blessing and favor, God, be upon our sister in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, these altars are open. Why don't you come and find a place to pray at this altar? God's been dealing with you about forgiving. God's been dealing with you about unforgiveness and bitterness that you're holding on. Oh, let the blood of Jesus break every demonic work of the enemy. Let the blood of Jesus break every spirit of oppression and depression on your life. You're carrying things that you've been hurt in your past. Lay it down this morning. Give it to the Lord. Some of you need to you pray right now. Release them. Speak them by name. God, right now I release so and so right now. Come on, you pray that prayer. You be healed and set free this morning. This is the hope of the gospel. This is the message of Jesus Christ. That Jesus will forgive you. But will you go out and forgive others? You must be forgiven and you must forgive. Oh God, I pray raise up a church, Lord Jesus, that would not hold on to grudges. God, I pray raise up a church, Lord God, that would continue to preach the gospel, the message of hope, the message of forgiveness. God, the message, Lord God, that the blood of Jesus Christ still has the power to forgive and to cleanse. The blood of Jesus Christ still has the power to break every curse upon every family. Every inherited curse be broken by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord God, have your way, Lord. Minister in the name of Jesus. Some of you need to close some doors today. Close those doors. You've opened it for the enemy to come in. Close it right now. Oh, Rabba, man, de rebesi, en de rebebe, Rabba, masanda.
Jesus, oh Lord, have your way, God, have your way, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh Lord, you search me. Yes. Overcome the grave. 